When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. Welcome to this exciting episode of Wrestling World because we have a lot of news to talk about. But first, as always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer, and I hope everyone is having a great day on this Saturday afternoon. I know I am. I hope you are as well. We're almost close to episode number 30 of Wrestling World. And I just want to say what a ride it has been. Starting out, I never thought I'd be getting to episode 30. So this is a great experience. Um, I'm so happy to, to be doing this. Pro wrestling is something I love since I was a kid. So being able to share my thoughts and my opinions with you the fans, it's such a good experience. So I want to thank you all for listening as always. Thank you all for showing your support. And I really appreciate it. The other day I just reached 3,000 total plays. And I've been doing this podcast for seven months. So this is a major milestone we hit. And we're not even 30 episodes in yet. Like I said, the next episode I do after this episode will be number 30. So tune in next week for episode number 30. Because that will be another major milestone that this podcast will hit. But first, guys, let's get down to business. Big news happening in WWE. Velveteen Dream has now been released from his WWE contract. This news was reported last week. This shouldn't come to a surprise to many. uh, Because Velveteen Dream, whose real name is Patrick Clark, uh, Velveteen Dream hasn't been used since, well, it's been a while, I think, They said the last episode of NXT that he was on, I think, was back in December. Now, as many of you may know, Patrick Clark, a.k.a. Velveteen Dream, had recently been investigated for sexual accusations. Apparently, he was talking to minors online. I believe they said it was Instagram. Chatting with minors online and above everything else. Um, So this comes as no surprise to me. Now, apparently, this wasn't the reason he was released. That's what reports are saying. I, however, find that hard to believe. 
Now, he may not have been released because of the accusations, but it definitely killed his momentum. Now, I, for one, I think Velveteen Dream, he had good mic skills. He, he can cut a good promo. As far as his ending skills, I wasn't too impressed. So it doesn't really bother me that he was released. Um, I do think his gimmick was cool. The whole Prince-inspired gimmick. I do think that was unique. But things happen. The fact that he had gotten away with this for so long, I think, should be more of a surprise than the fact that he actually had gotten released. In my opinion, he should have been released a long time ago. For him to get away with this, and for WWE to just to, you know, brush it off like it was nothing, really makes me question WWE officials, you know, who's running, who's running this show. And this takes me back to Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore, for those who don't know, he was signed by WWE a few years ago. He was released also due to sexual accusations. Only he was accused of raping a woman. Which, it was found not to be true, and I believe he was proven innocent. But the difference between Enzo and Patrick Clark is that they never signed Enzo back to a contract. He was fired by WWE and he was never seen again. So some might ask, why should Patrick Clark get any kind of special treatment? Why were they so quick to fire Enzo Amore, but not Patrick Clark? Honestly, I think it's because Patrick Clark was so protected by WWE and he was such a high profile character and loved by fans that WWE decided to brush it off, sweep it under the rug and protect him. But it frustrates me because of what happened to Enzo when he was proven innocent. And WWE wouldn't re-sign him to a contract. Now, it's been said that Patrick Clark has denied these allegations. But whoever he had talked to on Instagram, the miner had actually taken screenshots of the entire incident and posted them online. 
So this baffles me because when you have proof like this and he's still signed by WWE, like I said, it makes me question the entire company. I'd also like to note that, that Patrick Clark isn't the first wrestler to have these accusations. Around the time Patrick Clark had these accusations, and, and this all first came out, there were several other wrestlers that had sexual accusations. Matt Riddle was one of them. And I, I think I spoke about this on an episode of my podcast. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I have, but Matt Riddle was also facing accusations by Candy Cartwright, who said, I believe that Matt Riddle raped her at some point when they were together. Now, I know Matt Riddle has denied this, but I don't think it was ever spoken of ever again. Which, again, it takes me back to Enzo. Because why are... Why are Patrick Clark and Matt Riddle given special treatment? Now, if Matt Riddle was proven innocent, then okay. But Patrick Clark, however, was not. And he was still under contract by WWE. Now, like I said, this could have derailed any momentum he had in NXT, and I believe it did. I know WWE was taking a big chance with keeping him under contract. Let alone having him perform on TV was a big risk as well. So keeping him off of TV made sense. Why they kept him under contract, I don't know. Because they should have just fired him right there. When those screenshots came out, he should have been done. Yes, his character was unique. Yes, he had good promos. But just because he's the top star in the company does not mean you should keep him under contract. When you do something like like talking to minors sexually and having those type of accusations, the smart thing for WWE to do would be to release him from his contract and just be done with him. Because doing something like this, I think it hurt WWE as a, as a company. It made them look bad. But for whatever reason, they kept him, kept him on a contract. I don't know. But I do know that Velveteen Dream, who we should call Patrick Clark now because he's no longer under the Patrick Clark um, character Patrick Clark is now a free agent which means he can sign anywhere he wants he could sign with AEW he could sign with Ring of Honor Impact Wrestling New Japan wherever 
but is taking that risk of signing him a good thing? Will another company take a risk and sign Patrick Clark? We shall see in the near future. Honestly, I could see Impact Wrestling picking him up. I could see AEW picking him up. But we'll see, guys. In other news, we have a new member to WWE's commentary team. And he goes by the name of Jimmy Smith. Yes, you've heard it right here on the Wrestling Gold Podcast. Jimmy Smith is now a member of the Raw commentary team. This news, I believe, broke just this week as Advan, I think that's his name, Advan Burke. or I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm not sure. But he had parted ways with WWE just, I think, this past Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. And now Jimmy Smith will be his replacement. Now, if you don't know who Jimmy Smith is, Jimmy Smith had worked previously for Bellator MMA as a commentator. I think he would do great on commentary for Raw. I think it will be exciting. And I'm excited to see what they do. I'm actually excited to see him and Byron Saxon on commentary together. And Corey Graves. I think him and Corey Graves would be fun on commentary as well. Because right now, honestly, Corey Graves is my favorite commentator. Next to Michael Cole. Yes, I am a Michael Cole fan. Um, But... Jimmy Smith, I, I, I really feel like he's going to do really well on commentary just for the role he had in Bellator. But honestly, you know, as quick as Advan Burke or whatever his name is, as quick as he parted ways, I know that Twitter was very vocal about their opinion about this man, saying he was no good on commentary. He wasn't that well. You got you to gotta put this in mind. Keep this in mind and, and realize that he was just doing his job. He was new. I know like the first time he was on commentary for Raw, Twitter just went crazy on this guy. And to be honest, I don't think anybody gave him a fair shot. Because it's not like the raw commentary is horrible. Now, it's not great. But it's not horrible either. It could be worse. They could have Mike Adamley back, you know. Not everybody can be Jim Ross. But this man was new. He was given an opportunity 
he was doing his job and I thought he was doing it well. Whenever I'm watching wrestling, I don't really pay attention to the commentary too much. I pay attention to the match and how the match is put together, how the matches are booked, and who comes out on top. And I give my opinion based on that. I don't I don't focus on the commentary. I watch the matches. I pay attention to the characters, the storylines, all of that. Because at the end of the day, commentary is just commentary. It's either good or bad, but it doesn't affect the product nearly as much as people really think it does. There's been worse commentators, guys. I'm serious. There, there has. There's been worse commentators than the one from Monday Night Raw, Mr. Advan Bart Burke. I, I really don't know how to pronounce his name, guys. So if I'm mispronouncing this, I'm sorry. But whatever happens to this guy, I wish him the best. I really do feel sorry for this guy. Like I said, I don't think he was really given a fair shot. But I do believe WWE's big mistake was uh, releasing Samoa Joe. And who's to say, you know, Jimmy Smith doesn't do a good job, which I believe he will, but for some reason that he doesn't, then what will WWE do? They backed themselves in a corner when they released Samoa Joe. And I know Samoa Joe was not wrestling at the time. But he still was under contract and he was doing well on commentary. They could have kept him on commentary until he was ready to return to the ring. Because you see how fans are reacting now. And could they be reacting this way because Ad Van Burke replaced his, replaced Samoa Joe? Could they just be upset about that? They very well could be. Because Samoa Joe was great on commentary and, and a lot of people, including myself, were upset that he got released. It was actually a big surprise when he got released, you know? Because it's something nobody expected. But that's the way WWE does business. After WrestleMania, they start the clean house. And you know the drill. People get released. But Samoa Joe was somebody who shouldn't have been released from his contract. Now... Another topic I want to get into before I get into the main topic is the disappearance of Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt has not been on Monday Night Raw since the day after WrestleMania. 
now what has been what a month now two months this is getting ridiculous I do not know the plan for Bray Wyatt I have reached out to several journalists and nobody knows what's going on like I said in the last podcast it was reported that he wants to be back on television but for whatever reason they're keeping him off of TV now with Roman Reigns being the top heel on Smackdown and Bobby Lashley being the top heel on Raw It would make sense to keep him out of the title picture for now because if something were to happen that they do put him up against Bobby Lashley, chances are Lashley is going over. And it would just hurt the Fiend's credibility. It would hurt the character as a whole. Now, it also makes sense to keep him off of TV until fans return to the arena which will be happening soon in July when WWE leaves the Thunderdome this is news that was reported the other day that WWE will now be doing live shows again which I talk about in, in my latest episode how COVID affected pro wrestling How safe this is going to be, I don't know. But, like I said, it does make sense for WWE to keep Bray Wyatt off of TV until fans return. If that's the plan, I hope so. I am praying so, because if that's not the plan, then I I lose hope for this character. If that's not the plan, then there is no hope in... Bray Wyatt as a character. There's no hope going forward. Because they have built this character up so strong in the last few years to just bring him down at WrestleMania and and then just keep him off of TV. Now... Something is being teased on SmackDown with Bray Wyatt, I believe. Um, Last week's episode of SmackDown, when Seth Rollins came to the ring, you could hear Bray Wyatt's music in the background. Not, it wasn't that Seth Rollins had came to the ring, it was like a video package of something from uh, WrestleMania Backlash. But you could hear Bray Wyatt's music. You could hear his entrance theme and Seth Rollins in his in the video package when Seth Rollins came out. For whatever reason they used this music, I don't know. If this if there's some way this ties into the storyline, it would be interesting. Could Seth Rollins be possessed by the fiend? We did see him attack Cesaro at WrestleMania Backlash. He attacked Cesaro the other night. Last week, it's at SmackDown. 
there's some type of possession going on with Seth Rollins. Could the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, tie into this? Now, like I said, I don't know the plans for Bray Wyatt. But I do know that Alexa Bliss is doing her thing on Raw. And she's basically taken over that supernatural gimmick when she first started with Bray Wyatt. Now I'm hoping that they are just building Alexa up until they're ready for Bray Wyatt to return. I'm hoping that's the plan, guys. But I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. Now a lot of people are saying Bray Wyatt has been buried by WWE. Um, now I've said before I don't believe that. That The Fiend could come back from this. He's coming. He's came back from so many other horrible storylines. But now, now that it's been a month since we've seen him, I don't. I don't know what's going on. But my one guess, like I said, what I'm hoping for is that they are waiting for fans to return to the arena to bring back Bray Wyatt. Or this Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre feud is just a placeholder for The Fiend to return and face Bobby Lashley. Like I said, that could be another alternative. That is the one I, I, I least... I, I, I hap hope that it happens. No, I don't hope that it happens. I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I hope that Bray Wyatt returns. He's not in the title picture. What is least likely to happen is the fact that Bobby Lashley and The Fiend face each other soon. Because that would just hurt the character even more. As a whole. Like I said. They built Bray Wyatt up so strong. And having him lose again. Myself and, and others would lose hope in the character altogether. That would probably cause me to quit watching WWE. Because how could you? When they take a character up for so many years, they build it up and they kill it. And it's sad. Because this man is a genius. This man is like the next Undertaker, the next Mankind, the next Kane. And they just don't see it. You know, I'm not a big fan of Vince Russo, but Vince Russo had said something very interesting the other day. He said that when you don't give a character creative freedom, that character dies. That character is no longer over. And as much as I don't care for Vince Russo, I have to agree with that statement and how right that he is. Because it's the honest truth. 
I believe that Bray Wyatt was given a lot of creative, creative control with this character. But WWE decides to take things in their own hands and, and, they, and they book something that the fans ultimately hate and it hurts the character. Now, Randy beating the Fiend at WrestleMania, what did that do for him? Because it didn't do very much. And a lot of people are saying that this whole thing with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, this whole alliance they have, it's awesome. But if you think about it, where are they going with this long term? Will this lead to a Matt Riddle Hill turn? They're, they're teasing it. But if you look at the storyline that that Randy Orton was in with Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt and how good that storyline was. And then for the storyline to be over and then for him to team up with Matt Riddle, it's kind of like taking a back step. Because Randy beating a character so strong as The Fiend, you would think that he would be in the title picture. Possibly turning face and facing Lashley. Putting Lashley over. I mean, even Braun Strowman had a had a, a championship match not long ago. Now maybe it's too soon for Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley, but it would be more interesting than to see Drew McIntyre versus Lashley. Because right right now I think we're getting Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre to see who faces Bobby Lashley or something. But they did that match last week, and now they're doing it again this week. Like I said before, this is too repetitive. They need something new. And that's why I think Randy Orton would come into play. I think he would do well. Being in the title picture. Now, why couldn't they have had Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre this past week to determine who faces Bobby Lashley? Why are we seeing this match again? I don't know. Lazy booking in my opinion, but what can you do? This is pro wrestling nowadays. I just think Randy's taking a back step. Now, I like Matt Riddle. I like his entering ability. I do believe his character will be kind of stale soon. I there's only so much they could do with this character. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm not discrediting Matt Riddle, but I do think Randy has taken a huge back step and there's, he has so much more potential being in a WWE Championship match than to be in a tag team with Matt Riddle. Because has this help helped Randy Orton in the long run? I don't believe it. Believe it has. And it makes you think: Does him beating the Fiend make sense? Now that I've said all this, absolutely not. 
because Randy Orton said in the Stone Cold podcast he is there to put others over. As he should. Because Randy Orton is, is what, a 14-time world champion? For whatever reason, WWE decided to put Randy over the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, is beyond me. But has this helped Randy? Absolutely not. But that's just my opinion. Now, excuse me while I take a drink, and then we will get on to the main topic of this show. I'm drinking a nice cold Barks Root beer. This is my favorite. I'm not trying to change the subject or anything, guys. But when you record for a whole hour, you know, you tend to get parched, and, and this, this Barks Root beer just hits the spot. And it makes recording so much worth it. <laughs> But yeah, um, like I said, I, I wish the booking was better for Raw. I've said before, it's way too repetitive. But what can you do? I hope that when fans return, I hope the product gets better. But that's saying a lot at this point. Because if the product can't be better now, chances are it won't be better when, the fan, when fans return. It wasn't that great before when fans were in the arena, so we'll see. Okay, now I want to talk about I want to talk about Mickey Rourke. Now a lot of people listening to this are probably going to wonder why I'm talking about Mickey Rourke on a wrestling podcast. Well, I was watching TV the other day, right, and. Not not TV, but YouTube. Okay, YouTube is like the new TV nowadays. But, um... Mickey Rook was talking about the movie The Wrestler. And I've seen this movie years ago. The Wrestler starring Mickey Rook. About a man who... Basically... Is a professional wrestler. Lives in a mobile home. A, a little... Um minivan or whatever and he tries to, he tries to get back on top he, he tries to reconnect with his daughter who apparently hates him that he tries to fix things with her but watching this movie going back and watching this movie it's a very good movie but I was scrolling through YouTube and I seen a lot of re a lot of wrestlers like Ric Flair, Roddy Piper talking about this movie, and Jim Cornette as well. And Jim Cornette is very vocal about this movie. And if you get a chance, listen to his comments about it. But a lot of these wrestlers were talking about how the movie The Wrestler Star Mickey Rourke exposes the wrestling business. And if you think about it. In certain ways, it very much does. Now, I get that it's just a movie, and some people are going to listen to this and say, oh, it's just a movie, it's not hurting anything. But, it, it, it does make you look at wrestling differently. And in a way, it does kind of expose the business 
it very much does. Now back in the day, this would be much worse because now a lot of people know wrestling is fake. I, I for one like to call it entertainment. I would not call it fake. But I see why so many people hate wrestlers hate this movie. And like I said, it's okay now that this movie came back, came around in this day and age because if it came around back in the 90s or the 80s, this movie The Wrestler starring Mickey Rourke, this would be shunned from the wrestling business because of the, of this movie exposing the wrestling business. There are certain scenes in this movie that show Mickey Rourke cutting his head open. There's a term in wrestling called blading where a wrestler will use a straight razor blade to cut his forehead open. For those who don't know about blood and wrestling, and some of you may wonder if the blood and wrestling is real. Now I know in, in wrestling they, they use those blades and they will cut their heads open to sell a chair shot or any kind of blood of the head. And when they sweat, it just makes the, the blood pour down their face. And they did this, this scene in the movie The Wrestler. And I, I'm looking at this, and, and, and certain things like that, I could see why wrestlers hated it. It's hurting the product. It's, it's upsetting a lot of the wrestlers who back then tried to protect the business, like Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper protecting the business. Because back then, you didn't break kayfabe. You didn't break character. You didn't expose the business. That was a big no-no. Now, like I said, back then you didn't do that. Because if you did, then that, that was hurting the product. There was a man by the name of Eddie Mansfield who was a professional wrestler who did an interview about being a professional wrestler and whether it was real or fake. Eddie Mansfield, I mean, I believe, is the first wrestler to come out and say that, yes, this is fake. He exposed the business. He showed how to take a bump. He showed how to bleed how to take a punch. He exposed it all. Trust me, I watched the documentary. I believe it was on Dark Side of the Ring. But he had to have been given a lump sum of money to do this. Because like I said, wrestlers back in the day, they didn't expose the business. They did, they did everything to protect the business. If you don't believe me, take a look at David Schultz slapping that reporter. 
because that reporter said wrestling was fake. So David Schultz slapped him. Because David Schultz was trying to protect the business. And, and Eddie, Eddie Mansfield exposing the business like he did really hurt his career because after that, nobody wanted to work with him. And I know a lot of people look down on Eddie Mansfield now for doing that. All the wrestlers like Piper, like Flair, who tried to protect the business. And then you have Eddie Mansfield exposing the business. I could see why they hate him. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way about Mickey Rourke as well. Because Mickey Rourke exposed the business. Not Mickey Vork as a person, but his character. The movie itself. Now, I think WWE took a shot in kind of promoting Mickey Vork. Because I know the movie The Wrestler was pretty hot around that time. Chris Jericho had actually had a match with Mickey Vork. during Wrestlemania but I know the, the movie The Wrestler was around and I think it just came out around Wrestlemania around that year that Chris Jericho had been feuding with Mickey Rourke and I think WWE took a chance but I think in a way they kind of made themselves look stupid because like I said nowadays People know wrestling is entertainment. They know it's fake. But I feel sorry for the older ones who tried so hard to protect the, the business, like I said. And, and now it's viewed as a joke to, to like the younger audience who look at this and they think, wow, this is fake. They look at this and, you know, it, it, it's sad because wrestling isn't what it used to be. Wrestling's changed. It has storylines, etc., this and that. But if this movie, The Wrestler, had came back, had come around back in the day, It would have made the wrestling business look so bad and so terrible. And it wouldn't be the same. I think it was more entertaining back when people didn't expose the business. Now, you see a lot of wrestlers exposing the business and going out of character. Because even back then, there were some wrestlers who stayed in character even in their personal lives. When they would go out in public, they were always in character because they they protected the business. Take a look at Taker, Undertaker, man. He protected his character as well. He really didn't do interviews until his retirement of last year. He didn't do he didn't come out out of character and do these public interviews. Take a look at MJF, one of the best heels in all of wrestling. He stays in character, even out in public. Velveteen Dream is another one.
I believe Orange Cassidy is another one. But I, I, like I said, I see why they hate this this movie, and if it's not, it's not just because the movie itself exposes the business, but it shows a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's that's right and what's wrong. Some of the stuff they got right in this movie about, about the business, some of the stuff you can tell they were kind of off. And even Roddy Roddy Piper and Ric Flair said. Hey, that doesn't actually happen. Like, this is what happens. Some of the stuff in that movie, wherever they got their information from, wasn't right. But I think as a whole, that movie makes the, the business look bad. Now, you can't blame Bit Mickey Rook for this. Because honestly, I, I, do, I do think that movie was good. But I see why people hate it. I see why certain fans hate it. Now the storyline was good. You know. Him getting back from his daughter. Him being a wrestler. But if they didn't show the waiting part. And the. When they're backstage. Talking about what they're going to do in the match certain aspects of that, certain spots. When, when they're in the back saying, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this next. It, if they didn't show that type of stuff in the movie itself, I don't think it would have been as bad. I think the people in pro wrestling could have brushed it off. So like I said, you can't blame Mickey Rourke for this. He's just doing his job as an actor. But whoever wrote this movie, I wonder what their motive was. Were they trying to expose the business? What was their motive for making this movie? Because it does take a lot of the credibility away from the guys who did protect the business, like Van Vader... A guy who even if you called wrestling fake, he'd flip out. There's an interview by Van Vader. He was on a talk show with Undertaker. And this host had said about wrestling being fake. And Vader just snapped. Because back then, like I said, you didn't break character. You protected the business. And even now, even if you think wrestling is fake, you have to respect what they do because... I, for one, wouldn't step in the ring and take bumps like that. If you think about it, these guys take bumps weekly. These guys go through injuries, surgeries. So you have to respect the business for what it is. And you have that reporter, John Stossel, people like that trying to expose the business, calling it fake. You know, it, it's, it's hurting the product. In the movie The Wrestler, I do think now, since it's been so many years since this has passed, we can kind of let that slide because there has been, there have been other people who have tried to expose the business 
not movies or documentaries, but, but wrestlers themselves, like Ronda Rousey, in that interview saying wrestling is fake, the promos are scripted, this and that. Um, and, and it's a shame that um, wrestling isn't what it used to be. That, the, that a lot of the wrestlers don't stay in character. That the business isn't protected to, as well as it should be when, like it was back in the day. And you've got to thank the wrestlers who did protect the business. That did care for pro wrestling. Because they're the ones who made pro wrestling what it is. Even a lot of the old pro wrestlers nowadays, the, the retired ones, like Flair, Bret Hart, they, they still protect the business. Now, but now they might do their little interviews and talk about it, but they don't come out and say wrestling's fake. They don't come out and say what we do is fake. They're very respectful of the business. And when you have people like Ronda Rousey who don't respect the business and say this and that's fake, it shows what little respect wrestlers have for the business nowadays. If you think that what you do is fake, if you think that going out there and taking a bump week after week after week is not taking time off your life, is not taking a toll on your body, then maybe you're in the wrong business. And if if these wrestlers nowadays like Rousey and certain ones were to say that back in the day, they probably wouldn't have gotten gotten as far in pro wrestling now than they would have back in the day. Because let's be honest, Ronda Rousey has made it far in pro wrestling. Only because she had a good UFC career and WWE had the bright idea of bringing her in. Now whether it was a shoot interview or a work, um, I don't know, but even if it was a work, it, it still was ignorant to expose the business that way. Now, like I said, the business has it, it's been exposed for so many years now. But for the ones just still trying to protect this business, you got to give them credit. You got to give people like David Schultz credit for protecting the business. And like I said, everybody has different opinions on, opinions on the wrestler. I know there was drug use in that movie, Steroids. And it shows you know wrestlers being on drugs, steroids, this and that. And, 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 and a lot of that does happen in pro wrestling. So yes, in certain ways it does expose the business. Certain things they did in that movie they didn't get right. Um, whoever wrote the movie... 
like I said, may, may have gotten some information wrong. But I know there was were a few wrestlers in that movie. I, I think there were a few wrestlers from WWE in that movie as well. So, everybody has their own opinion about that movie. I, for one, I think it was a decent movie. I feel that it would have been better if they didn't show some of the stuff they showed in that movie. Like, if they would have just showed him wrestling in a match or something like that, I think that would have been better than to show him waiting or, or the drug use backstage. Because that could be offensive to some of the wrestlers who are struggling with drug use nowadays. Struggling, struggling with drug use nowadays because of pro wrestling. Because of the toll it's taken on their body. That's why I have respect for the wrestling business because I grew up watching it. I have a friend who's a professional wrestler and he tells me, you know, he's going through physical therapy. Sometimes he wishes he would have just stayed a fan, honestly. And it's, but I, but I, but I thank him for entertaining us and entertaining us fans and doing that for us. Just like you could thank John Cena or Taker or Kane, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, guys like that. Because there are certain ones right now who aren't doing so well. I believe the Iron Sheik is crippled up. He, he can't, he's in a wheelchair, which is a shame. I know Jimmy Snuka wasn't doing so well when he passed. Terry Funk just had hip surgery I believe so for those exposing the business shame on you because you probably have never had surgeries like that you know people like Rousey who haven't been in pro wrestling wrong who haven't had to face injuries like Terry Funk or Iron Sheik people like that who've been wrestling for years then you have somebody like Rousey come in which I've spoken about this before, but it still, it still gets to me, as you can tell. <laughs> but this is just an example of people exposing their business and breaking character. Now, because nowadays you, you just didn't do that. The business has changed, you know. Some of it's good, some of it's not. But it's not just WWE I'm talking about, it's the business as a whole. The whole creative process has changed, you know. I think the way fans view wrestling nowadays has changed because so much has been exposed to where back then it was protected and when it was protected it was more exciting because you didn't know what was real, what was fake. So I, I think back then it was even more exciting because you had the guys protecting the business, the men and women. 
who didn't break character. But, you know, staying in character to me nowadays isn't a big deal because it's important to meet your fans. It is, it's important to interact with certain fans. You don't got to stay in character constantly. But for certain characters like Taker, I could see why he stayed in character and protect, protected his character as long as he did. That's just the old school thing to do. Which I do think it's good to protect your character, but I could see why certain ones don't and certain ones do. I guess it just depends on the person. And what, you know, what time they started wrestling. But that's just me, guys. You know, like I said, wrestling's changed, but it's what we watch. But it is what it is, you know. Um, I love wrestling, whether it's real or fake, you know. I look at it as entertainment. We watch it for entertainment, that's, that's why. And I've said that before as well. No matter how many documentaries they put out trying to expose the business, you can't break the fan who watches pro wrestling. And honestly, I feel sorry for the younger generation because because the business isn't as, as protected as it used to be. So now, you know, when kids watch wrestling and they, they see that this is fake, they see that, okay, why am I watching this? And then they stop watching it. Then you have the diehard fans who want to continue watching it, but the product has just changed from what they're used to watching from the 90s, from the Attitude Era, from the Ruthless Aggression Era. But you have to, you have to just continue watching because there's other promotions to watch. Like, like AEW, like their product, like I'm, I'm very opinionative of what they do. But it's not horrible. I mean, it's not Impact Wrestling, which I will be doing an episode on Impact Wrestling soon. Not to change the subject, but I will be coming out with a episode of the downfall of Impact Wrestling is what it will be titled. Maybe it will be my 30th episode, but I will be talking about how Dixie Carter destroyed Impact Wrestling and how Impact Wrestling bounced back and where they are now. So I think that would be an exciting episode. Like that's my whole plan with this podcast, guys. I, I just don't I don't want to talk about what happens week to week. I want to talk about WCW, I want to talk about WWE, TNA. And I know I haven't done a lot of TNA episodes because honestly, I don't get the TNA channel. They keep bouncing from station to station but um i will do a tna episode i have watched tna over the years 
not recently, but I have watched it over the years, and I've seen it change from time to time. So I will be doing an episode soon on TNA Impact. So if you listen to my podcast and you enjoy it, stay tuned because I have so much more to talk about and so much more to bring you. If you like my podcast, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and give me a listen. I want to thank you all for listening. Have a good day and God bless you. Take care, guys. Tune in next week for another episode. Good night and God bless.